0: This week's episode of Meet the Brave is sponsored by Awkward Convos with Beejus, podcast with rapper Beejus from West Oakland, where he sits down with interesting people to navigate through the awkward ebbs and flows of conversation to eventually arrive at these unorthodox, therapeutic, bliss states of being. I've had the privilege of being a guest on there multiple times, and proud and honored to be sponsoring this on my podcast, Meet the Brave with Monty Draper. Let's get into it. I know I should go, I know I should go before I do. I know I should go, I know I should go before I do. Yeah. I know I should go, I know I should go before I do. I know I should go, I know I should go before I do. Yes, we made it to another week. This is Meet the Brave. I am Monty Draper and I'm glad to be here another week. Super charged off of all the feedback, all the engagement, all the conversation the last few episodes sparked. Um, for those just joining us and sort of falling in this episode, feel free to go back. Check the preview episode if you want to. I eh, don't really, uh, eh, eh, you don't really need to. But if you if you're feeling it, go check the preview episode. But absolutely go spend time with the Pendarvis episode and the Nisha Strings episodes um really really am excited about how those came together but even more excited about the conversation that ensued post both of those episodes and that continue even up until just now doing this have been having incredible conversations about not just those two individuals but what they represent uh to the area and to um into expression um into to color to culture, to, to so many different things. It's just visually what they represent and how they carry themselves is really incredible and such an inspiration. Uh, so my hat's off again to OG Penn and Miss Anissa, um, big fans of you guys and I'll continue to be. And the hopes is that anyone consuming these podcasts, uh, this podcast in particular, Meet the Brave will become fans too and just spread the word, uh, so yeah, man, that was that's that. And then as for now, I just wanted to update you guys on things. I spent the last week up in Portland. Um, doing some recording, uh, some doing some final overdubs up there at the trench with Greg Williams. Shout out to G. Uh working with my man Ethan Matchel, um, uh, out of out of out of Portland by way of Cincinnati. Um, him and he and his wife Christina, they always hold it down and host me when I'm up there. So, man, thank y'all so much for always just you know, just making it Eat as easy as possible, as, as affordable as possible, you know. Um, Got to hang out with my man, B-Walk. That's always special. He's doing incredible things, and uh look forward to having him on the podcast very, very soon. Uh, my fam, Kale and Izzy, and baby Illy, who's adorable. Um, My little niece up there, man, it's just steal your heart. We, uh, we went and had dinner, actually, the, my last night there. So I was really grateful about that. And just put some things in perspective because up there was you know collaboration at its finest and uh was just really 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 challenging and to get you know to get things where you want want them to be you have a, you have a particular vision your collaborators have a particular vision and everyone is you know trying to trying to get it across and so it was it's was fascinating man it's a really 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 good great discussion around around collaboration and 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 people caring that much individually about something that they're doing as a collective, it's really, it's a really fascinating thing to explore, and couldn't have been happier with how things turned out. And I'm, I'm excited to be able to share some of that news coming to you all soon. Um, what else can we talk about? Oh man, at the Av Records dropped their first compilation, the Control Series One, um, featuring DJ Wonder and the Animal Planet Crew. Shout out to Apes. Shout out to Pass. Um, soundtrack and Xenon that who were killing everything um and with the homie Kales coming through and just burning shit down as he always does. Uh, DJ Excess, Antrix, um, slop, and then uh Flo and I are on there with a feature from Sue uh with the song New God. So if you haven't gotten that already, make sure you go to whatever streaming service you rocking and, and download that at the Av Records control. One, Control Compilation One. It's it's out, came out last Friday, and it's been killing. The feedback on that has been incredible, man. Really, really proud of how that came together. Proud of those guys for working that hard. Shout out to Miles and everybody in the whole team for making that come together as smooth as it did. And and shout out to everyone who has listened to it already, shared it already, and shared their excitement and their enthusiasm about the music and what At The Ave continues to do. This week, I'm really excited because... Um, one of the main influences in terms of just where this this idea for me came from was watching how hard and how efficient um, Beegis, my brother Beegis, was going with this podcast, Awkward Convos with Begis. Um, But even before that, it, the idea had been been brewing, and I really, really wanted to sort of capture um some of my favorite people and what they were the feats that they were going about and again it wasn't all it, it wasn't all artist driven you know it's you get creatives creative conversations amongst creatives are cool but there are people who are doing jobs that you we may not necessarily deem as creative roles but they absolutely are exercising a level of imagination to thrive and it's very important to sort of draw on those parallels um but this is one that's really a little bit more straightforward. So Bejesus and I, we met a few years ago and sort of just sparked this bond and when I tell you, this is one person I lean on, tap in with just to make sure, you know, that I I got shit straight cuz he has a he has a really clear vision and and at the very least I like his approach to how he's doing things in his podcast Aqua Combos with Bejesus really really resonated because he was just Doing what he taking what he does, packaging it and giving it to the world, and and the people responded. And the people spoke, you know. And you can't you can't necessarily dictate uh what the people are going to gravitate towards. And this was just so seamless, and um, it really did offer a really brilliant window in to his music for me. You know, because I was familiar with the music a little bit before the podcast, but it was it wasn't it wasn't a lot of time in between the podcast and the music for me in particular, but his podcast really made me go in with the music and appreciate it on a whole other level. And so I say that to say for so many of you young people out here, really, really exploring your avenues, man, take, take advantage of technology. If you have a voice, excuse me, if you have a voice, if you have something to say, um, don't be deterred by by anyone or anything sort of trying to impede um, how you go about doing that. Um people are always going to have things to say, critiques to give and and that's that's fine. If if it's constructive, cool, we rolling. Um sometimes sometimes some of the feedback isn't meant to be <laughs> isn't 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 sent with with the constructive uh tone on it and you can sort of you know, you can you can stray away from that, you know, and so that's what um just represents, that's what Anissa represented for me, that's what OG Penn represented for me. These are people that are out there doing great things and just and just powering along. And so I really, really wanted my guests to um, resemble people who are who are executing on their vision. And so with that said, man, I'm I'm proud to present this uh silly ass conversation with Beeus and I. <laughs> It's special because, um, I got my brother in the motherfucking building. Hey, um, hey, hey, hey. Young B just, I was going to hit him with the government. I'm not going to do that to well, him, sure no. <laughs> we Because uh, it is, uh, you know, I'm glad you're here. Yeah. Uh, and... Purposely didn't talk to your ass for a couple, couple, oh, no. couple weeks. Like kinda, it was hella man. random shit. I wanted to hit you about. I was like, I'm not talking to this nigga, man. That's
1: crazy. Because huh? that's something that never really happened. Every time me and you uh, plan to do a, a podcast, yeah. we we like cut all communications.
0: It's telling happens. We need you stuff to talk about? No. Right. Um, uh, I've been starting a lot of these conversations by um, giving. The guests some sort of idea of what the whole premise of the show is because because it's new um, right, right. Uh, We haven't released anything yet, and we're sort of just getting uh, our feet up under us, but uh, Meet the brave is you know inspired by a lot of the podcasts and shows and sit down and and sit down one-on-one type of things, but mm-hmm. mainly by people like you who um, Who jumped out the window first and was like yo, I'm gonna do a podcast and, and a successful one at that, you know um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are doing them, but it's different when you're actually having success and you have and so meet the brave is you know is 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 one of is a platform where we'll be able to you know highlight and showcase some people who are doing some shit in real time as opposed to waiting till it's too late or they or they blew up already or whatever just want to be on the wave early especially here um and having this much access to people that i personally am a fan of Mm. and um and that inspired me on some different shit because I feel like, um, I don't know, I just didn't want to be one of those people that sit back and complain about what doesn't exist and not use that same energy to just make the shit I want to see. You feel me? Right, so, yeah. Um, that's what this is, man. And so I thank you for... Being one of my one of my first guests. Hell you know, yeah, I'm but. excited, bro. And you were, and that's what was cool. I hit you like, yo, bro, I'm do, like nervous, like, yeah. hey, man, I'm, I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> I just want to let you know. He's like, nigga, ain't the <laughs> podcast police. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said to huh? <laughs> like, I Ain't the motherfucking podcast police, you know? And it was it was just dope because you were, I don't know, man, like people that <laughs> occupy certain space. Like uh-huh. you, you always encouraging of not just. Like this, and and when we when each, when when each of us drop music, like the support is just crazy, and you, I don't know if that I, it's crazy that that it feels weird because it's so rare uh-huh. to, ge- to feel genuine support yeah, from yeah, a yeah. fellow artist, you know, and so yeah, um, that's where we at, man. But let's let's go back, let's uh-huh. um. Start us what you need. Man? Start headed? us from the rip. Where uh, where are you from? West Oakland, California. <laughs> <laughs> and um, where your fo- where did your folks come from originally? From West Oakland, both of them actually. Wow, yes. I, how and, does that happen? Rare. I don't <laughs> even
1: know because they met when they were in college. Yeah, didn't know each other prior. Um, uh, so my dad told me this story. He they met at Cal State East Bay. That's what it's called now, but I don't remember what it used to be called when they went. Mm-hmm. But um, they met at a party. You know, they met through no what 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 it was is my mom's a, a family like a friend of the family was going to the school as well. Mm-hmm. He was a friend of my dad's. Got it. Right. It's gonna be long winded. No, gonna, no, no. We good. We, we good. Go we good. Oh, we need. We, yeah. So um, this dude in the 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 cl- the crew was like the type of dude that was like the butt of everybody's jokes, okay? (laughs) So one day, um, I forgot what they were doing at school, but he shows up, Mm -hmm. and my dad is like, man, he came with this fine chicken. And everybody's like, like, how the how the fuck, who is that with him, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, of course, it was my mom, and so they kind of met then, and then um, again, at a, a party, it just so happened, it was like pouring down rain, when my dad was leaving the party, my mom and some of her friends were at their car, and I think they had a flat tire. Yeah. So it was just like one of those meant to be type of things. Pops was just like, uh, nigga, you know what I'm saying? He just, he, he curse, seize he knows how to right? seize the yeah. moment. Yeah. So the rest was history. But uh, to bring it back, my dad, within this same story, told me the first time he met, he came home with my mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, was sitting down with my grandfather and then my grandfather was like schooling them like you know who's your people you yeah, know what I'm saying yeah, yeah. like if you from West Oakland I, I, I'm gonna know who your people is and yeah, so he's like you know my dad is uh, you know the Robinsons he's like oh the Robinsons I know them and so my family had already known each other yeah. just like on some you know, just not on no street Some shit, West but just side the, story exactly. Shit. <laughs> just you know, it wasn't no street shit, but it's just like the community yeah, type. Absolutely, stuff, you know? absolutely. And so, um, so yeah, so it was really crazy that both sides of my family are from West Side. It is,
0: it is rare too, because it seems like everyone that I've sat down with has had. Um, they're from, you know, of course they're from here, but they their family has roots from the south, starting with their parents, you know, and right, right, And they're usually first generation Bay Area, but you, your parents are from here. What was, I don't know it. Um, when you say when you say west oakland you mean it no it's it's yeah. different um what was that like coming up and knowing your whole family and having everybody there was that um i mean it, it wasn't nothing out of the
1: ordinary i just we didn't have to travel a lot to go to family yeah. functions you know what i'm saying so it's like where where we lived it's, it's a, literally right around the corner from the house that I live in now. Wow. Yeah, have I ever showed you the backyard, how like the backyard is extended? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Well, so we, my mom bought the house that I live in now. Got it. And we just cut the fence out. That's like, it's literally directly behind. So that house wow. is a house that I grew up in until I was 12. Wow. Okay. And so we lived, uh, it was a duplex. We lived upstairs and then my grandmother lived downstairs. Wow. And that was the house that my mom from, I don't know. I don't know exactly what age my grandma bought that house. Mm-hmm. But my mom was a little kid, so the majority of her life was spent at that at that house. So, um I grew up in that house. But then on my dad's side, <clears throat> there was like around Mcclimens and then some some houses in um, the the bottoms yeah. is where my dad's family like grew up or whatever. Got it. And so, you know, Christmas we'd be at my grandma's like that side of the house first. My yeah. mom's mom, and then half, half the, pops the, side of the family exactly so it was like all the family functions would just happen within a three minute drive you know what uh, I mean and I mean I, it never really dawned on me that that like all oh, my whole family was from West Oakland until I was, I was like an adult and I learned you know like the story behind my, how my mom and dad met like it, it just it never really dawned on it, me yeah, that yeah. it's generations in (laughs) this you know what I mean just like nigga this is where
0: I grew up and then what uh, growing up do you remember what what are your fondest memories of your your dad first what what, do you Um, have
1: any he was just always hella fun
0: yeah what do you do
1: always always music okay I've never seen my dad have a job until a couple of years ago like he's working as a He's a he's a teacher at the Academy of Arts in San Francisco, wow. but for like the film, cause he's really good with uh, sound design on on like film. Got and it, shit so like he that.
0: scores in,
1: okay. Now, yeah, but um, back when I was growing up, he um, was doing like, he would do commercials mm-hmm. and like jingles and shit like that. You know wow. what I mean? And so one of his biggest, well, one of the things that a lot of people Older generation barrier, people. You know Soul Beat? Mm-hmm. That theme song, that's my dad. Yeah, He he made it, produced it. He's the one singing Sing it. on it. And wow. then my auntie was the, the lady singing on it, too. Wow. So the if soul he made that at the house. beat and it's time and entertainment. Well, actually, that's Pop singing right there. If he, yeah, I think, I want to say he made it at the house. I mean, no, at this point, he, my mom and my dad were already... Uh, divorce. Okay, okay. But I do how, how remember going you? um 3rd grade. 3rd grade. So, so, so like it like eight. 8, yeah, yeah, yeah eight, something no, how, like that, I yeah. was what was that like? I don't know, bro. I'm I've always been so fucking like aloof
0: maybe. Yeah, airy headed <laughs> that like I'm
1: just like, "Ah, eh, I don't know. I mean, sh- you know, things are happening, but I'm happy over here on my toys." I you know, I've, I've I, always been that way.
0: It's funny too cuz I don't know. It it's everything ends up being a black and white thing, but you hear Talking to my white friends like, oh man, life changed, you know, and, uh-huh. and I don't, I don't remember being hella sad. Like yeah. I just remember like, hey, pops don't live here no more. Exactly.
1: It was just. <laughs> I, I remember two instances about this. First, the night that my dad was leaving, mm-hmm. I didn't really understand what was going on. Got okay, you. my brother, who's older than me, he's older than me by four years, mm-hmm. so I remember my dad was um, sitting on the on the steps like. I think he was. I think he was crying. Or yeah, if, yeah. if he wasn't crying at this point, he would just like kind of sitting there thinking, like, "Fuck, this shit is really happening," you know. Yeah, and yeah. I don't even know what happened between him and my mom. And like, as an adult, thinking about this, like, was my dad fucking up, or yeah, yeah. was my mom crazy? Like, I don't, you know, yeah. as an adult, you as think, a like, man going the... through some shit, it could be anything, right? You know? Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, I wonder what the fuck <laughs> happened, you know. But anyway, um, dad was sitting on the on the steps, and then. I just remember my brother running down the steps to the front door and, like, blocking my dad.
0: not
1: So he couldn't leave. So he couldn't leave. Wow. Okay, so my, my brother was, <laughs> um, he was, like, very disturbed and, like, stopped, so, trying to so stop my dad. He was close to, what, 12,
0: 13? Yeah, he was so four It was, years it was real older. for him. Yeah, right, yeah,
1: exactly. And so I remember... I remember not really knowing what was going on, but imitating my brother. So mm-hmm. I saw my brother do that, so I got up and did it too. Yeah. Like after, like after he did it, my I, he got a rise out of my dad. I was just like, I guess that's what I'm supposed to do too. So I ran and did the same thing. And so, I remember that instance. And then, the other thing surrounding the, the divorce, um, my third grade teacher came to me and was like are you doing okay? And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, what are you talking about? You yeah, know, like, they yeah. thought I was going to be affected. And I, it was just like, Pops just don't live here anymore. Just, yeah. yeah. yeah
0: so. what, uh, and then, <laughs> so, sip, sip, just you and your brother, sibling-wise? Just me and my brother, yeah. Damn, that's it. a big bro. So, you all, and then that four-year dynamic, like, it, I know four years doesn't seem like a lot, mm-hmm. but. It is. Though. It is. It's a, it's a great deal, especially at certain phases. So, yeah. eight. Eight and twelve is a big deal, whereas you know where two and six isn't really that big. Right, you know? right, right, right. So what what do you remember those phases too, and how that dynamic sort of would change?
1: Nah, I don't remember the the phases. I I just remember um like I, my older brother was always kind of like manipulative. Hmm. You feel me? And so you know, growing up, I looking back. Be, I be I I would think like some of the, the things like the, the issues that I have with trusting people yeah, yeah. and like expecting the the worst out of a situation when I'm like wanting to let somebody borrow something, like i I feel like those the way that I feel about those type of instances stems back to, to how my brother was, wow. you know. Um but I don't I don't remember too many of the dynamics. I mean it was just, you know, was, I was the younger brother, I would get away with more shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My older brother would, he would connive his way to get away with more shit. Like, I would get away with it because I was just the, the innocent <laughs> younger one. My brother was, like, super, my brother's always always been hella smart. Gotcha. He's, like, a computer genius. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? So he thought, he always thought a different.
0: You still good? You guys good now?
1: Yeah, I 100%. mean, we're cool. You know, as, as adults, we, we share a house. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So we have to coexist, you yeah. know. But everybody goes to they, they yeah, issues. 100%. And, and where, know.
0: how early do you remember, um, the arts thing being an influence for you like where how when when was that spark don't know the age
1: but I for sure know it was surrounded like my infatuation with Michael Jackson wow so like super young but I just remember wanting to be famous not that I wanted to do music or mm-hmm. any anything specific i just wanted to be in front of millions of people because i wanted to the way that i felt about like Michael Jackson when I watched him I wanted to recreate that and make, make somebody else feel the way you this, feel Exactly like if, if I'm watching know. the TV and I'm like damn that's crazy like I want somebody to at one day in my life I remember thinking like one day when I get older I want somebody to look at the at a TV and have that same feeling that I have right now
0: What what do you remember uh, was it the concert series? Was it the Remember the Time? What was? I don't the, know, bro. It just know. was my. It was just it was my something. M- yeah,
1: yeah. But it could have been me watching Moonwalker, bro, because <laughs> I was like obsessed. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I yeah. will. I would. I, would I, I didn't watch anything besides like all the VHS uh, tapes that I had of Michael, and I didn't even like. I don't. I, I the other week I was thinking like, when was the first time I like f- was bona fide fell in love with Michael Jackson? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't remember at what era because I I definitely. Remember thinking, because the Michael that I grew up watching or that we grew up watching was white.
0: Yeah. You know what it's, I'm saying? He's
1: Michael with, yes,
0: exactly. You know, I was thinking I, about that the other day.
1: And I was like, when I was a kid, I remember being confused seeing a picture of Michael Jackson as black, and I was like, what the <laughs> fuck?
0: It's like, nah, mom, you got it wrong. That ain't Mike. <laughs> <Right>. That's Michael. <Mike." laughs> right.
1: What the hell? So, yeah, it was like, but, but, thinking of like what the what made me think back on that thought was i was trying to figure out like at what stage it, it had to have been like bad michael got it you know what i'm saying got because it. bad was off the wall oh mm-hmm. well, no thriller
0: no no no, you, no bad was bad was bad bad was his own well, thing yeah. i
1: know but i mean um it was after it was the, it was the album
0: after after thriller the, yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. and so thriller he was still
1: black black yeah so how many
0: years went it's a big, it's a big gap because Thriller is what 80, oh, 80, I don't know. 83, You know, Thriller. Yeah. Yeah. What year did Thriller come out? Off the Wall, seventy nine. Mm-hmm. So, Thrillers eighties, and then ba- and Bad is late eighties because then, really? Dangerous is 93. 90- Two ninety three. Yeah. Whatever.
1: so yeah so it must have been in the bad. it had to have been in bad era got it got because it. i for sure remember thinking dangerous was trash <laughs> <laughs> i remember when it came out i was like what the fuck is this shit i remember the time was dope and I, it was of course i, I love that album but at the time i remember when it first came out i got remember it. thinking it was trash yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I remember uh being excited because it was like there were a bunch of Teddy Riley interviews about Dangerous and it's like oh this is about to bang and then it, I didn't really understand yeah. mm-hmm. some of the structures and some of the poppier songs yeah. what's the, uh, uh, the black or white joint like I didn't uh, Right that was the first single wasn't it? It was because it was It didn't feel like it though, know, it, it, felt, it, was, though. It, it felt weird it Yeah felt it felt so really hard. weird remember the time? Like, that's actually Now crazy. remember time was hard yeah. Remember the time, but uh, black and white. I didn't really. Yeah, it was it
1: debuted with the the music video and, and shit. Maca-
0: was Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin? Yeah, At the very end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in the
1: the be- I mean the very end, the very beginning. He's in yeah. the very beginning of the song, of the He's actual a little song. Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That shit was crazy. Yeah. Oh man, but what music for you? Mm-hmm. No, Pops wasn't a wasn't a big influence.
1: No, or? I mean so. Um, Yeah, so we kind of went on a tangent about Michael Jackson. So my first ever, like, wanting to get into some type of like, arts and well, no, it wasn't even art. It was I wanted to be famous. Famous, I wanted to recreate what Michael Jackson made me feel when I watched him and shit. Right. So, moving on, I've always I've always loved music. There's always been, music has always been like the core. In. Both on both sides of my, my mom and dad. So, really? my dad always made music, mm-hmm. and my mom is a bona fide music lover. She wow. she likes to dance. She's the mom that will put the music on during clean Saturday cleanup <laughs> and we dance and type of stuff. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so, just that dynamic um, I grew up uh, always listening to music, yeah. you know? And so, there was even, um, I remember my mom. I would always get in trouble and be on punishment all the fucking time. Man, right? you the king of puns. You're right. And so, moms <laughs> would make me take out everything. Like, I could not watch TV, couldn't um, play with my toys, I couldn't uh, play video games, but I could listen to the radio. Okay. Don't know why that is. I should ask my mom. Because that was. <laughs> I, always, I always would think as a kid, like, that's kind of weird. Why would she take everything? But the radio. But the radio. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know. Um, so. So where was I going? Um, how did I? Eat? So then, crisscross happened, okay, and that was humongous. This jump, kid jump jump, but that yeah. was humongous on me. Like me and my little, my cousin, my, not my little cousin. He's a year older than me. Me and him were crisscross. Yeah. So all the family functions, well, nigga, we performing the fuck out of jump. Bro. And
0: y'all did y'all do
1: the backwards Backers, Backers yeah, all and that and shit. Yeah, and shit, all that shit. We would. Always performing for for the family wow. and shit, and so um, that was another aspect that I didn't really talk about. But I was I was the kid that would be performing for the for the families. Yeah, you know what I'm just saying had it, to get just at the get-togethers, just at the get-togethers, and, to get and yeah. it started with Michael Jackson. So it wasn't just. It wasn't just crisscross. It didn't start there. It started with, with Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Like, I was, you know, three, How, four.
0: Okay. Okay, I was
1: that was going Moonwalking and, you know, hitting the Michael Jackson moves and, and all of my aunties. Ah!
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so you were, getting, you were getting that fix that you were talking about. Kind of, yeah, in yeah, the it's, sense, it's, yeah. I mean, because you don't have, you're not able to go, well, this ain't 100,000 people, but damn, it feels good, you know? And, and so that was being fed really, really early. Yeah. Um Damn. That's I that's fascinating. That's, just, that shit was that's, fun. that's dope. That's yeah. dope. How? When did it stop being? When? When did it stop being like? Oh, this ain't this ain't cute or fun no more. When it for you, not for the family, but for you.
1: It was never not. I mean, it just naturally stopped. I never, I, I never had a thought like, damn, I don't want to ever perform in front of my family again. We, I used to love doing that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then eventually, we just kind of, just you know, when we stopped loving crisscross snoop dog existed and so we can't <laughs> be rapping that shit you know what I'm saying? so naturally it was just it just kind of uh phased away but me and my cousin we would perform like crisscross all the time and we would we elevated to doing it outside wow so on so right on family, adeline 16th and adeline my nigga right there we would be in front of our my granny's drive uh the driveway with the boombox and just playing it and just being like performing for whoever was walking down the street, <laughs> she used to have hella fun doing that <laughs> shit, bro. And we, we we never really got a rise out of a lot of people, but every now and then, yeah. we would we would catch somebody would stop and just kind of look and be like, oh, that's that's good. <laughs> and I I kinda remember us talking to some girls because of it. Wow. But it wasn't like you know girls want girls. Then it was just oh these are just other little kids, you yeah. know. Yeah,
0: so yeah. So I mean, I know <laughs> how we we talk about hindsight and shit, but do you do you do in your heart of hearts now? Uh-huh. How much is that? How much of that plays into your profession now? Like you you really you, like you're you're you are you are you have created you've created this this thing around your name from mm-hmm. the from the music, your consistency, the the, the type of music you make, mm-hmm. your performance. Like but you're known mm-hmm. for just an incredible show like does it did that shape any of that you think it, de- for you? it
1: definitely did yeah okay it okay. definitely did i mean you know as we progress through the story you'll see but like there's always been times in my life where performances happen and it it just be like okay that's this is what you're supposed to be doing type yeah, yeah, of yeah. situations you know yeah. and what's crazy is like i've Talking to you right now is me, is making re- me remember that we used to perform outside. In, in yeah. Outside, I kind of <laughs> forgot about forgot that. about that. You know
0: what I'm saying? My brain is just filled with so much <laughs> shit. Bro. But now sure, that I'm yeah. going. I'm like, but that's why we unpacking it. We need to right. get through get through because we want to draw the draw these connections. You mm-hmm. know, because that shit's important. Um, where it all starts from, what it stems from, inspiration. I um, just read this dope ass uh, book. And it was just talking about creatives and, and how that journey and that process sort of unfolds. Mm. And the first stage is imitation. And yeah. we think it runs out faster than it actually does. But like you said, you saw MJ, you wanted to re- recreate that feeling and you recreate recreated it, your version of it mm-hmm. and it sparked something else. And then it was Crisscross and you said it was Snoop. And then that that is you finding your voice right and the beautiful part about it going from Mike to Chris Cross to Snoop is that <laughs> literally Snoop Chris Cross and Mike all had someone that they looked at and was like yo I'm going to do exactly for Mike it was it was James Brown you know? right, know right. he did it <clears throat> he probably could do James Brown better than James Brown yeah, you know yeah, yeah. And, and I it's just just fascinating to me how um, you know when Something about modern times make it to where we try to act like that shit never existed. Like we never were those people like we don't have in, like we're not inspired by shit. Like it, it's not cool to be a fan anymore. Um, but that when you look at the greats and I don't if, even if we don't have the same favorites or the same inspirations, mm-hmm. the one thing ours inspiration separately have in common is that they are they are They were super friends and are super fans, too. And it helps guide their creative process. Right. You know, yeah, it's, definitely. Such, it's such an in, in, uh, influential role in in maintaining mm-hmm. consistency because you're always kind of, you're not really measuring yourself, but you're still allowing yourself to be moved and open up to new things that you you don't have access to on your own. But that person you're listening I, even now, um, listening to, I, I actually, he, uh, Flo did a pop up at here at the records uh did a pop up record sale here mm-hmm. at the uh at the studio and I you know, cheating was not coming in here when nobody was here and buying records, but <laughs> I grabbed a handful of Jackson Five records and just listened <laughs> <laughs> listening from front to back and just listening to the like that shit is still moving to this day, yeah, you know, yeah. no matter how old it gets. Mm-hmm. But what did we did we ever say what what your mom does? So my mom, she's uh I mean she
1: never she she's not done anything in the arts. She's always been like school, college, graduate college, good-ass job. Yeah. And she's been, well, so now she well, she's retired. Now. Okay, okay. She right. just retired in June, that's so congratulations. So, yeah, hell like, yeah, that's
0: major. You feel me? Man. Out here, my nigga. Uh, she bored as fuck now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad. My mom retired, it's been a year and a half, and uh-huh. she just looked like, dog, you got to go find you something to do.
1: Yeah, no, I say, I say that because I make fun of her, but she's she's for sure active. You yeah, know what I'm saying? She, yeah. She's always been a gardener, and she started re, uh, working on like reupholstering things. That's awesome. So she got a lot of projects that she be with so um so yeah she's always just been like super hard working you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah. always w- corporate jobs and she, you know bringing in that paper buying damn. houses and you, shit and, you, you know. are
0: you are the perfect blend of your parents now like you you yeah. work your ass off and, 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 and still create right like it's damn <laughs> damn okay you make sense now right <laughs> and i'm for sure like
1: i'm i literally i had a um i'm still chasing the, the corporate side too you are like i had a i have i've had well, today I had a call with a recruiter. Like I'm actively fucking interviewing awesome. and all that
0: shit. What is you know that? What, what what sparks that for you? Just one is it? Um, well, I mean, we'll get to it. But is it is it fatherhood or is it it's, just is yeah. it just for you? No, 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 no. it's no. for sure not for me. My gotcha. nigga, I would
1: love to take a leap and quit a job yeah. and be like, no, nah, I'm just gonna go to L.A. for a year and yeah. if, if I gotta sleep on on couches, then I'm good. But mm-hmm. I can't do that now. You know what I'm saying? Wow, that's that's amazing. Yeah but um but to because i have to i'm just gonna i'm making the best of it so like right now i'm attacking the tech industry yeah, yeah. so you know I, i'm i'm so fucking close bro yeah. you know what i'm saying i've had it's the thing about it i don't want to go too much on a tangent but just
0: no please the, please the thing
1: about it is i don't have the tech experience i have uh, my resume bro is amazing yeah like i've there's some some of these entry-level positions that i'm overqualified qual- for. Yeah, and i'm absolutely. like how the fuck am i overqualified? i've been yeah. underqualified your whole life shit. and now it's like <laughs> now i'm like the fuck but on top of that because i don't have any tech experience it's hard for me to to to, to get in because i don't have one of these companies on my resume got you but i'm just so fucking close you i've had so it. many in-person
0: interviews bro you, you can know get is is moving your excitement about about it though like you genuinely a geek for it like, yeah. and that shit's dope and i feel like it's going to it's sort of going to dictate how that process goes for you so, yeah, so now good luck with that please keep us updated and anyone sure. listening yeah hey y'all email my man and have him send you yours resume. Yeah, get, get your resume get him in there instantly sure. you know <laughs> uh, we're we we're, were so we we with Criss Snoop mm-hmm. that's so are we are we at middle school yet not cool, almost no so no.
1: before middle school um there was a I went to this arts camp mm-hmm. okay where in, was it in Feather River okay so it's in California I just don't know how far it was through maybe school it, or
0: through a summer it area? was
1: through summer program okay. I had my mom had taken we went my mom two years prior to this or maybe three years prior to this I went to another camp at Feather River um just that was not connected to this one. And then one of the girls in my elementary class was telling me how fun this camp was. So mm. I went and begged my mom. I had no idea that it was gonna be like about arts and shit like that. I <laughs> just like, knew that. I wanna go. Wanna go. Yeah. One of my home girls who I kind of like told me it's hella okay. dope. Mom, I wanna go to this camp. So she's like, okay, let's make it happen. So I go and it's just the best fucking time I've ever what had in was my it? my life. What? It, was, it was literally a, just a summer camp. <clears throat> But, it focused more. Well, I mean, it really wasn't even focused on arts, bro. It's just if any summer camp that you have, they have activities all day that you that you can do, and then every now and then you would take like these little arts classes. So it might be dance, it might be acting, it might be music, whatever. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And um, but then they also had things where each cabin would. Um, Put on shows throughout the oh,
0: right up your alley. Right <laughs> I'm
1: gonna tell you. So, this, so the reason why this camp and this one experience holds is so important to me is because so. What it was it was like the end of the summer performance, right? So we had to put on this whole fucking show, yeah. And so I was run, like I was in charge of like the characters and like Damn. doing all this shit, right? And so I was like, you know, helping coach all the kids and like I'm saying this like I'm a fucking pro, but I'm just <laughs> well so enthusiastic about it and such a goofball and trying to impress the girls and shit that I was just took kind of charging this, yeah. right? And so we had all come up with these like funny characters and all these funny lines and shit and the character that i had created for myself was just hilarious you know so i i, I don't remember what it was but i had this line that i said that i was kind of like the the punchline of the whole fucking show yeah. right so the show's going on my nigga <laughs> one of the the kids in the in the cabin basically outspoke my line and took it You feel me? Completely undercut my character and all the shit. And so as he's doing this, I'm panicking because I was supposed to go after him, right? Yeah. And so I'm fully panicking. I just had to improv my nigga. So I improv some shit. I don't remember what I said. What I did had everybody crying laughing. Like, it just (laughs) completely erupted, you know? And so at that point, I was like, I want to act, you yeah. feel me? I knew I wanted to do something, something. and I, at this time it, it wasn't in, like I, I hadn't even never met, never even made a decision to, to to start doing music. Yeah, I just still saw something to evoke that reaction. Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, I was on this path, like I want to act. So then comes Will Smith. You wow. feel me? So like Fresh Prince of Bel Air, fucking Independence, uh, Independence Day, Day yeah. Men in Black, like yeah. uh, that era yeah. of Will Smith, yeah. hands down, like complete auto at that at that point that's why I was looking are you, to be are
0: you owning or are we, can we have a discussion about Big Willie style then I'll
1: I have nothing to say about his music. I don't know. I didn't listen to I don't, the only songs I ever listened to of his were songs that came on the radio and, and I saw on, uh, on on music videos. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have a discussion. I have not listened to I one had a, album. I had
0: a full. Yeah, I hate. I hate getting sucked into debates. But I uh, fully was engaged with you the like, Willie style when I was like, yeah, I, I, I felt like a sucker for not saying, <laughs> not speaking up because I really liked that album. Bought two we copies. Was kids though. Like,
1: like, you know what I'm saying. But
0: Fucking, they was. But I hate when people have revisionist history and go, oh man, that shit was whack. Like, they do it with like Nelly and they do it with certain shit. It's like quit front y'all like that shit when it was out. Like right, you, don't right, the, right. you don't get the you don't get to be in hindsight, all that shit was trash. That's, I hate because people do that shit with like Ja Rule and shit too. Oh yeah, see. I hate yeah, that yeah, shit. That pisses me off. So they were doing it with that out, that record. And, and yeah, in real time this shit was probably trash. <laughs> but don't act like it would. y'all wouldn't move into it. Nah, I'm right, fucking right. <laughs> um, and, and that little whoever that little kid was that stole your line, we need to go find him. Wait, who? The little kid that stole your line. Oh, right, go find exactly,
1: him. man. I don't, I don't remember You who think he did it on
0: purpose? He definitely did.
1: but no, what I think though, I, well, I really think is that he forgot his line.
0: But it, and, that one was so memorable, right?
1: That yeah. he just like fuck it, full panic mode. Like I'm sorry, B. <laughs> like you probably go have the, you, go, you probably got this, but you know what I'm saying? Of course, I, at the time I'm looking at it, like you motherfucker. But looking back, he just probably panicked.
0: Did and, you remember that he stole your line after the show was over because you got I, all the laughs, or you completely forgot I about completely it? Completely forgot about that. Wow. So I don't remember if I checked yeah, them on like, yeah, I definitely did,
1: wouldn't have checked them on I probably <laughs> made fun of them like nudged them a little bit but i that I didn't care because that's <laughs> all right got a standard ovation
0: anyway and that was so that was, so that was middle school
1: yeah that was more elementary that elementary. was elementary like fourth or fifth grade No, fourth and fifth grade I think or yeah, yeah, 4th fourth and 5th fourth so, grade And so you so
0: so now, uh, so it sparked the acting bug, and so mm-hmm. does it, do you start seeking out, what, theater and plays and all this shit well, when you so get back, or what?
1: what I, I had a, a dream to act, and so um, I didn't act on it until high school. Got it. So, yeah, there had to have been, like, 6th grade summer, or maybe, maybe, fifth, I don't remember, around that time, so going... Th- into high school it's we're now trying to figure out which high school I'm going to go to yeah. and so there was a couple of high schools my mom was like considering having me go out to School in San Francisco, hmm. I was so fucking pissed. Like, there's no fucking way I'm about to go to no whack ass San Francisco school. Was it a private school or something? Or no, no, it... no. It was just like my, my dad was looking, because he lived in San Francisco. Got it, got, it, got it. And so he was looking at a couple of schools that Near were in him, the district yeah. and shit. So yeah. I was like, no, this, it's there's no way I'm about yeah. to. Be, I don't even know why my mom thought that. Because at that time, I was not like.
0: You weren't bad. knocking with pops or just.
1: No, I was. No, it's just, I don't know why she wanted me to go to a school in San Francisco, that would have fucking completely, like, it would have been too complicated. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, living in West Oakland and then having to go to school in San that Francisco, that weird. just doesn't make any sense, yeah. you know? So anyway, um, but there's a school out there, school of the arts, and so I then set on this path to to go to SOTA, that's what it was the short for, school of the yeah. arts, um, and on doing, a, like, an acting thing, you know? Mm. So I, for... About a half of a year, I got some acting coaches, and wow, uh, what was that like? Um, well, my my it was one of my dad's good friends mm. um, that I that I've known for. A, she's like kind of watched me grow up, grow up. So it was just you know it was just every Saturday going over to her house for a couple of hours and just working on some things.
0: Well, and what, I, I'm always been fascinating. What that does it? Is it speech? Is it presence? Is I it mean, what What do you work on? Do you remember?
1: Yeah, it was more. I mean, it was. Like, learn 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 this shit, and then we're going to figure out how to act it back, <laughs> and I'm going to help you, like, get into character type of things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it, it actually even wasn't for a full half of a year. It might have been just for a couple of months. Got it. You know, so because I know it was, like, specifically for the soda thing. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, like, yeah. okay, I'm going to try this acting thing, and then soda comes up. It was like, you're wanting to go to soda, so we're going to work on that path towards that. So, I go and um me i i've always suffered from being in my head too much you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so when it came to auditioning in front of people that i didn't know i just reverted back to being into my head and wow. so all the work that i did went out the window went out the window and
0: fit. even the years of the family and the sidewalk like shit, none of that shit matter none of
1: that shit matter i was wow. just completely nervous in front of you know a, a Fucking four old ass white guys, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this audition shit, it just it wasn't a natural thing. Yeah, yeah. I should have I should have been auditioning,
0: you know, before what I mean? just before getting thrown into, Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So um, once that happened, I was just like, oh, ain't gonna be an actor now. <laughs> it's like it was, that, really, easy. It was that easy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like nope. That's, I ain't about to. I got rejected. I got my first no, and nigga, that's gonna be my last no because <laughs> it ain't it ain't happening. So I ended up going to Oakland Tech, um. What
0: was tech like? Because you, you, you graduated. What year were you? Oh, five? I graduated
1: oh three. Oh three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I went in ninety nine. What was what was tech like then? It was a complete culture shock. Yeah. Because I cause I went to my kindergarten and middle school were all one school. Got it. So. Uh, The same
0: friends. Same friends,
1: same structure as well. You know what I'm saying? Like my eighth grade classes were run like elementary school classes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we stayed in one class. You didn't, yeah. Exactly. One class, one teacher. We had recess and shit like that. So it wasn't the same. So by the time I got to tech, I was completely behind socially. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to a school full of people that have already got this experience of like Moving you know, classes and finding right. classes,
0: being on the air, that shit matters. Air.
1: Yeah. And being mature. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. if you come into a school as the younger person, the youngest person, and then you're looking up at other people at the school that are older, you're going to act towards them Absolutely. you feel me and so it's the opposite when you're coming when you're out of school from kindergarten and you stay there until eighth grade yeah. to when you're the oldest person then you nobody can tell you shit like <laughs> what you are used to is what you're used to and that's what yeah. you think the world is like you know what i'm saying so when i got to tech i mean yeah when i got to tech it was a complete t- culture shock and also it was the first time i like being around real hood niggas too yeah. so because my school was up in the Oakland Hills. Yeah. So it was like, it was a magnet school. So what it was, it was inner city kids. So we had deep Getting East busted. Oakland kids, <laughs> deep West Oakland kids. Well, I was the only one from West Oakland. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There was some East Oakland, but also the kids that like, literally there, there were kids that lived down the street from the school mm-hmm. and their house cost $10 million. Yeah. So it was a mixture of all that type of. You know what I'm saying? So you
0: got cultured early that
1: way, right? But... And, and and I also think that's why I am the way that I am. Like no. when it comes to r- racial type of things, yeah. you know what I mean? Because I'm, I've all, I've grown up with people that aren't just my skin color. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that explains a lot too. Um, so I, I wasn't around. Besides being in my neighborhood and some of the friends I had around the neighborhood, I wasn't around any real street niggas until I went to high, high school. school yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then it's also what's crazy. I was thinking about this um, earlier in this conversation. When I got to high school, that's when all the creativity and all the 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 same things that were that were pushing me to want to be in front of crowds mm-hmm. it had the opposite effect. I want I went into a shell of myself and became super shy, super self-conscious, super quiet. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was that type of person that was, would be like, who who everybody loves me for now in front of my friends, but around anybody else, it wasn't happening. You know what I mean? Because I was a little scrawny kid, like, you know, I just, I I wasn't going to defend myself. I was scared to fight, that type of shit. So I just kind of like went into a shell of myself, you know? And I, the very last moment of, of my like childhood of me having a Rise out of a in front of a crowd of people. I <laughs> this is the last time I've ever done like anything like this as an adolescent. But it was at uh it wasn't a basketball game. I think it was a rally. Hmm. Okay, because yeah, there was nobody on the field. We, we were all the way, in the what stands, grade was it? Ninth grade. Ninth grade. Okay. So it was like early in this in the the school year. So yeah. it might have been it had to have been homecoming because homecoming Home, like, October, October. is early. Yeah. Right. So it definitely was. It was definitely homecoming because we were all in the stands. There yeah. was nobody on the field. So I remember getting into my head, I was like, I gotta do something, I gotta do something. So nigga, I just hopped straight over the the, uh, the railing. Uh-huh. Nigga hopped, got my little skinny scrawny, I was like 5'2", 98 pounds at this time, bro. you know what I'm saying? So I just got my little ass out in the middle of the field, started hitting that shit. And so this is before <laughs> fucking, this is before nigga called it turfing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is nigga just hitting that shit. I just started going, bro, just dancing. I've always been able to dance, and yeah. I good and started back with the Michael Jackson shit, right? And so I'm out there, nigga, going, bro. Everybody it's like this. Not in the middle hey. of a game, though. No, no, not in the okay. middle of a game. It's okay. like the homecoming uh, rally, rally, rally Yeah, yeah I got you, know got what I'm saying? Got you, got you. But it, I, I remember it was like a break and whatever the fuck we were watching. There was nobody on the field at the time, so yeah. I was like, nigga, just go, bro, because I knew I. I remember going into high school like you got to make a name for yourself. You beat, do You know what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? So that was that was it. So <laughs> I went out there. Everybody started hella like cheering and like hey, you know what I'm saying? Doing that shit and then. At one point, some this other dude, I forgot what his name is, but he was from the Corns. he could dance hella good. He came out there and really started hitting that shit, like going, so me and him was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of, we weren't really battling, but we was going, yeah. going back and forth, and um, that kind of set a, a tone for me too. But that was the last time
0: I have done something like in front yeah. of a crowd. Be- yeah but it, so and when you say set a tone, it set a high tone or you still were you still were closed off well, even after that?
1: No, no, no. Well so in ninth grade I wasn't really closed off. It was oh, just oh, like started all of Right. Got to, got to, got to and throughout high school and shit. Like in switching schools and, and things like that. Like do you think, that's you, what
0: do you think it was the switching schools more so that played a role in that? It was it was everything. God. Like with everywhere
1: else. So it was just like me um not wanting to get bullied. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like if you don't want to get bullied or like beat up by by anybody, you kinda
0: Stay tucked. Stay tucked. Yeah, you know
1: yeah. what I'm saying? I I don't I didn't I didn't deal I didn't react good in situations where like everybody would be roasting each other yeah. and then i would be there too and you roast me and I can't really come you know, I didn't <laughs> want to be that dude. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just kinda like out the way. So ninth grade for me though was 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 cool, you, you know? Got you got it. But it was like 10th grade, then 11th grade, that's when I went to a new school. And
0: 11th grade was when you left tech? Left tech to go
1: to Encinel. Okay. And it's also around the time I started smoking weed, too. So yeah. I think it also, that played a role. because The thinking, the overthinking. Right, you yeah. know, because you're in your head a lot when you smoke. So yeah. if I'm already, like, in my head and self-conscious about things, if I'm high all the fucking time, which I was. And, and in 11th grade you were? In 11th grade, that's Damn. when I started my my weed career. It was in 11 <laughs> 11th grade. Like I, I've smoked
0: Earlier than before, that,
1: yeah, but, but 11th grade was when it was like every day you trying to look for the five dollars. Everybody piecing up a dollar to get, get a, a little ten or five yeah. sack. You know what I'm saying? That's
0: when you blaze before before school and after or during during before during, during. after. <laughs> it was
1: crazy. 10, 12th grade was the year I was really like smoking entirely was, way too you, much. Incenel, Incenel, then to mcclimens You finished that Mac? Yeah, I finished that Mac. So I went to Tech two years, Incenel one, and then McClyman's for 12.
0: Damn.
1: Yeah. You did the tour. Straight up tour, bro. That's <laughs> crazy. And I almost started at, at Mac too, cause, um that's the school that was in my district. Got it. Got but it. I didn't want to I didn't want to go there. I was scared to go there. Really? Yeah, because I was like, nigga, I ain't about to go to this fucking ghetto ass school. Like these <laughs> niggas ain't about to be beating me up every day. You feel me? And I remember like we had to go um up there to get like this interdistrict transfer. Like the, the that first week of high school I missed because You're trying we to get your shit figured right, out, yeah. And so my my mom eventually got me switched over to tech. God. <laughs> but I'm glad. I it, but after all that, I was glad that I went to to Mac because um, some of my best friends and leading to who B Just is like yeah. the music and all that shit Mac. started there. Wow, you know what I'm saying. That's poetic like, justice yeah, it's, for it's you. It's crazy, bro.
0: Damn. So then you get to Mac. Mm-hmm. And then fun and times at that school. What, too. what, uh, well, you said that's where B just started. What, what, what started to pull you out of your shell? You think? I had well,
1: had? it wasn't, it wasn't that I got pulled out of my shell. I was in my shell more, more so than I'm mean, not more so, but it's just I was in my shell. I, I figured I was in my shell up until like 23, bro. Damn. You know bro, what I'm saying? Damn. I was, you know, really just not really doing shit with life. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I, I was thinking about that earlier today, just like, damn. If I would have got on the shit that I'm on now, when I was like 18 or younger, it'd have been a wrap. If I would have been running circles around niggas at high school, if I was dedicated to it, how I am now, you know what I'm saying? But you know, just in retrospect, whatever or retrospect is what is it? Hindsight is 2020. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) so then, at
0: at, so at Mac, what what's taking place and where where is B just born? All right. So
1: um, that so. Two of my friends, Lil G and Terrell, their cousins. I met them because of their homie T. Black, who was a friend from childhood days because yeah. I met him at the firmery swimming at the firm, pool. Okay. Yeah, because that, that that was the other thing. We live right around right the street from the, street from from the, the, the firmery. Park, yeah, yeah. My older brother and my cousin were exceptional swimmers. Yeah. You know, so it's always been like a swim thing in our family. Cause my cousin was, he could have went to the fucking Olympics if he wanted to. He just didn't didn't chase it after, uh, after uh, middle school or whatever. My brother was always really good at swimming. So we were pool rats, you Mm -hmm. feel me? So that's another story. But, um, I met T black there. He went to Mac cause he was a West Oakland nigga. Um, I was the nigga with the weed because I was stealing from my granddad. I mean, not my granddad, my stepdad. Um, and so, I, I would go to school with at least like an eighth or more a day. Just because I was stealing from him because he he, I think he sold it. Okay. That I think, that nigga sold it. There's no, re- no way somebody in 2002 got that much weed unless All they the fucking sell it, you know? All the time. Right, so um, I stayed with the weed and so got T-black, I was like, bro, I got weed, like, you know what I'm saying? That's the way to break the ice. (laughs) Some of my best friends to this day, family members started for for some weed, you know what I'm saying? And so, Lil G and Terrell become my best friends. We like fucking, we're all three close. They're close because they're cousins, but they was like best friends type of things too. So, um, eventually, we all become so close. I'm family at this point, you feel me? And so, their older uncle who is the youngest out of his brothers and sisters, so closest to their age, raps. and makes exceptional rap at the time, you know what I'm saying, street nigga shit, but it was fucking amazing. I hear that he raps, and I'm like, damn, if I become dope, well, actually, rewind, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So T Black and a a bunch of his friends from, they're all from Camel Village, they, had a group called Village Kids, mm. and they were making songs, and it started there. I was like, "Damn, I know I can rap because I've done it before. I've like written raps, and I know if I just practice this shit and like be able to spit it. In f- for some of them, I know they'll let me on some songs, and then I could be getting listened to. Like, cause they was niggas in the in the school was listening Fuck to their raps, head, you know. Yeah. So I was like, "Fuck, I, I, if I practice this shit, I know." So then, fast forward to a little bit after high school, I meet. Their, um, Lil G and Terrell's uncle, who does music, cause it was, so it was the same thing, like, damn, I'm close to them. I don't really know him like that. He's older, he he, he fully out there. I'm trying to be a street nigga, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's go, nigga, I'm, and he's dope at music. If I get dope at music, he'll then me, yeah. he'll fuck with me. That's Oop's dad.
0: Oh, shit, Right.
1: wow. Like, right, okay, wow. exactly. So then, just as the years go by, I get closer and closer to, everybody's family their uncle Oops's dad i looked up to like a dad like, yeah, a, yeah. like a bigger uncle too you know what i'm saying and so um i became closer with their family until fast forward to me um getting kicked out of my dad's house at like 21 i was homeless for a bit mm-hmm. and they let me live with them and so wow. then that's when me and oops became uber close. close yeah we were already hella close but oops was like at this time, Oops was in high school. Got it. So when I started coming around though, Oops was still in middle school. Got That's it. how long I've, I've known him, you know? Uh-huh. So when I lived with him, I would sleep in Oops's room. That's where I, my, I made my cot on his mm-hmm. floor. So me and him just became like, I'm his older brother. He's my, he's my younger brother yeah. type of relationship. He was always dope at beats. You know, young dude just had nothing else to do. He would always be on punishment because he was bad as fuck. But his parents, for some reason, let him use the computer to make beats. Wow, One of those things, you know, it's the only thing he could do. So he would just be in the house. He was damn near on punishment for like two years straight. (laughs) No exaggeration, bro.
0: <laughs> it's Get funny. Off. Get off and fuck up this same day. <laughs> exactly.
1: It's crazy. Serial uh, fucking punishment. Serial punishment. punishment. Yeah. <laughs> so he was always dope at beats, and so, you know, and the rest his history. So, oh. yeah. So that's how the McClymans...
0: And who gave you the name? Are you, so, you came up um,
1: with it? So, I had... My first rap name was B-Rob, mm-hmm. short for Brandon Robinson. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when you're... First, coming into doing something like this, every bit of criticism works. If somebody tells you one thing is like fucked up, you're gonna, at least for me. Yeah. So, one person told me that B Rob, that's a, like a very common name. And I was like, well, <laughs> even though I've, I've had like, you know, at this point, 35 little mixtape songs out as B Rob, I just switched it just like that because yeah. that bit of bad criticism just made shaped, me... shaped it for you. Yeah. Exactly. So, I was searching around for names and, um, Terrell would call, everybody would call me B, but then at the time, out of nowhere, Terrell started not calling me, but every time he would see me, he would just greet me as, B, just don't know why, you know what I'm saying, just kind of no reason, thing. No why. Right, and so after a while, I was just like, I really need a rap name, and then that that stuck. Yeah, <laughs> it's like nobody, nobody uses this word. Nobody really calls me it. Yeah. you know what I'm saying it's just a one off thing at my And now everybody calls it that. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: I was on the way here. I was like, damn, I'm gonna get an epic story about this name. I'm so just, disappointed. My whole, my whole life is random as fuck, bro. That's why this free spirit shit works. You know. You should. I wish. I wish I was recording the shit. I was thinking. I was like, is it? Is it Jesus? Is it? <laughs>
1: Oh my. Uh, I think I would have started telling a different epic story now from now on. Like, every time somebody asks <laughs> a different me what it work? is, it's going to be a different so story. So no one
0: ever can ever trace it. That's fucking dope. <laughs> so then you, gra- you graduate high school. What happens after high school?
1: Um, I didn't do shit with my life. Really? I was stuck in that like I want to be a street nigga mode. So wow. like I was literally just following niggas around and just, you know what I'm saying, like motherfuckers trying to sell drugs mm-hmm. and be out there and, trying to do my thing, and that was pretty much it. But I always kept a job, because I was a lifeguard. Like, straight out of high school, I got at a job. The, at so the primary? No, um, but f- through city of Oakland. Got who, it. So, but I was just at a, at a at a different pool. Got it. Yeah, so, um, <clears throat> you know, started with the summer thing, and then throughout the year, you would have a couple of shifts. So, like, maybe every Monday and Wednesday, I would have a shift, you yeah. know, but I stayed with a job, so. It Damn, was and street then, nigga shit. And, when, yeah. how,
0: <laughs> How, well, how long does it take before that? Before you switch out of the, out of that mode, my daughter. Wow, wait. well, her
1: mom actually. Oh, okay. Because when you have in-house pussy for the first time, <laughs> you ain't in the streets. There's no reason. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting like, hey fellas, hey, I ain't gonna make it tonight. <laughs> I, I, I love y'all niggas and shit, all that. You know what I'm saying? But you see my girl, my niggas, like. See this plate of food. She just, you know what I'm saying? Like, for never in my life have I. That was like my first real, real girlfriend. Wow. So you know, if, niggas have girlfriends, but this is but this, this is, is different, like a relationship. Yeah. You feel me? Like we're living together, yeah. and and well, not, even before living together, we just was spending all our time. We both had cars at the time, which mm-hmm. was the first for me, and going on real dates. And you know, how was, old
0: was that? Twenty
1: one, twenty two. Okay. Yeah. So about twenty one to twenty two, and then. I had a Maya when
0: I was 20 when 23. Wow. So we moved kind of quick. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then, and so but what you say even before even before your daughter mm-hmm. things were starting to change in terms of your mentality and what Yeah. Was...
1: Um you know so what kind of sparked a change in my mentality I want to say when I saw um Tupac Resurrection. So we kind of sp- skipped over Tupac because Tupac for me in sixth grade he was a major influence Mm -hmm. just on like he was my favorite artist, yeah. so anything that I would see him do, I want like I just thought it was the coolest shit ever. Yeah. I, it did never spark me to want to rap, or but anything. just
0: again the same thing with Michael. You, he made people feel a certain way, right, right. You,
1: okay, and so he just kind of you know it was kind of. I remember I just remember how many times I would throw up the W, and this was before even knowing anything about me being from West Oakland. Like yeah. throwing that W up felt so good to me because mm-hmm. Pac was doing Pac that it, shit, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and I was like sixth grade or whatever, so um when Tupac resurrection came because I was infatuated with t- listening to Tupac's music mm-hmm. and he that whole I got that thug life shit wrong which I think a lot of kids oh 100% do,
0: you know what yeah. I'm saying so
1: you know I was I was that type of kid that didn't grow up in the street so I didn't know too much about it so when I got around my homies that really were from from that shit I was under the impression that I wasn't black if I wasn't like talking a certain way if I didn't, hadn't gone to jail yeah. if I you know what I'm saying like that thug type of shit so yeah. I remember being more infatuated with like Pac's the
0: the thug the aura yeah you know the, what I'm saying the, person- like, the persona I guess. exactly yeah, yeah. what
1: the media told me about Pac yeah, I was yeah. infatuated with not of because of who Pac really was it was like the media side of it first you know yeah. and so I always had this like this thought of of Pac and then I saw Tupac resurrection, and I was like, wait a minute. I had it all wrong. I had it all wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I loved Tupac for a reason, but I the reason why I loved him was completely wrong, you yeah. know? And so um what it made me realize was like you can be yourself, but you know what wow. I'm saying? So seeing Pac the way I always saw him, but then learning that he was like in ballet class, and like we will listen to Bruce Springsteen and like things like I'm like
0: all the shit that you were already naturally doing yeah. exactly <laughs> that,
1: the things that I've stopped myself from, from doing because you thought you had to yeah. exactly yeah. and yeah. so I was like oh shit yeah. and so that was like a major spark in my young brain of being confident in like being different yeah because I was always unconfident because I was I have always been different yeah and I hated that shit in high school you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so gave me some some confidence so. Um, I, I lost where we were going. Why did I bring up Park? Because we were talking
0: about that change, and you were saying even before your your your, your mother or your, your your daughter and her mother, right? There was the you were you were referencing Park for some reason,
1: right? And so um, that led me to start thinking just a little bit higher. Got it. And you know, not just different, but just higher than than where I was. So, um, so then when I got around when my when my daughter's mom came into picture. I never made a decision like, oh, that street shit ain't for me. I got to stay away. It was just like naturally, I got in house pussy, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Being that, as honest as I can. Right. This is what it is, fellas. I'm right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like, nobody's going to give that up when you yeah. have never had it before. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, and then she gets pregnant. Yeah. So then all.
0: All attention! Bets are off. Yep. All bets yep. are
1: off. Exactly. Like I, I'm not even making any conscious decisions. I'm just around my daughter's mom all the time because mm-hmm. at this point, the reason why we moved in with each other is because she got pregnant, and yeah. w- we were so scared to break it to our parents that we were like, we have to sweeten this this up as much as we can. So we're going to get an apartment first, yeah. and then break the news to everybody. So once I really had in house pussy, and it, and she was pregnant. Nigga, it was work and home, bro. It was, I got video games, a very supportive and loving girl, and the best food and weed. Like, nigga, what? I'm like, an adult not now, giving this up? <laughs> right? Crazy. Even though I was fucking up and getting caught cheated like twenty thousand times, I ain't giving this up.
0: <laughs> oh Horrible. my goodness. So that so man, wow. Okay, so we're at twenty three. Uh-huh. Your daughter's born. Right. So, okay. Uh,
1: let's and where's interject mu- the, where's mu- where's music in all I, of this? I was about right? to interject. So, before my daughter was born, when I was still living at my dad's house, yeah. that's when I started utilizing the studio equipment because it's always been a studio. Oh, in my your house, whole time. In my the whole time. The whole, the whole time. Yeah. But I never had made a decision to want to make music until hearing Oopsie's dad's songs and thinking, "Damn, these are already people that I'm like around." Yeah. If I now utilize this equipment that my dad has. Have him teach me how to record. I can, I can do it. So, um, so then how I taught myself really, really how to rap. I would, I went and downloaded like you know a th- fucking a thousand mixtape beats. Right? Mm-hmm. I forgot what it was like a certain mixtape series where they would just have every hip, yeah. every hit, every <laughs> instrumental that existed. I like downloaded volume one to a thousand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just going through all of them and so. Um I just picked beats and just started writing, but then I would listen to Tupac to learn how to formulate verses. Yeah. So I you know, I, I mean I to this day I still don't really know how to count bars. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like wow. but it, what it was is I would just I I just measured how long a verse on a Tupac song that's lasted. That's- they, that's no, it. There, you ain't. know what I'm saying? And so I kind of counted. I was like, I couldn't figure out. Google didn't exist at this point. So I didn't... I would hear people talking about counting bars. And I know I needed eight or 16 or
0: something. So... Um, but anyway... And Pac was notorious for just rapping and telling the <laughs> engineer to fix this shit. Like, yo, <laughs> yo, fix, fix this, fam. be like, bro, I'm supposed to fix your verse. <laughs> right. My yo, bad. No, yo, you're good.
1: That's crazy. That's how I learned. You know what I'm saying? But, so i just learned how to formulate and then I would just I would just spend all the time writing. Yeah. You know, and um other artists that played a major part were 50 Cent because um I was big on Get Rich or Die Trying and mm-hmm. then Jay-Z's The Black Album, The Black Album. Okay. two of my favorite albums at that time. And so all of Tupac and then those two albums were what I was listening to. So what I what it would, what I would do is I would if I would, if I got hung up on a on a word or a line, I would go to any song on Get Rich or Die Trying or the Black Album or any of the Tupac songs, and try to find one that matched the, the like the the, 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 the vibe. The idea
0: of where you were going there. Right,
1: and I was like, think, okay, what would they say In here? This part, yeah. Right, you know what I mean? And so that's what kind of helped me get through. Wow, these that's things. fascinating. Yeah, it's crazy, and so. Um, so then when my dad kicked me out so what was crazy is I had I came out with two mixtapes while you right?
0: were at Pops House too Oh yeah while okay. I was at
1: Pops House B-Rob still or B-Rob, be, okay. it was it was B-Rob and so what I would do is I would uh burn the CDs and I would just old school write the names of and the song songs? on the song yeah. and go and like hand them out I remember my first time ever doing some artist shit I went, burned up a couple of CDs, and then got off a of BART because I was living in San Francisco. And when I got off the BART train, I awkwardly would walk up to people who I thought liked hip hop and would just be <laughs> like, "Here," it wouldn't even say anything. <laughs> yeah, here, here. yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> like, and a couple people were like, "What the fuck is this?" You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just like, "Oh, it's just, you know, some music." Yeah. And then we kept it lit. Um, and so, so then I'm fucking up at Pop's house. I. Um, get kicked out and then the music stops. But those first two mixtapes, I was pushing them on MySpace. Wow. And there was, I had fans on MySpace and I had a couple. I remember some people, maybe about 25 people, um, I made a you know a post, like, oh, I got these CDs of these. Uh, here's my first mixtape, second mixtape. If anybody wants me to send them, I'll send them for free. Okay. And people, like, send me their their address for Damn. me to send, you know? And so I remember being super mad at my dad for fucking that up, hmm. even though it was me that fucked <laughs> up. Like, if I was the one fucking up that made my dad be like, no, stop using the studio because I'm catching you smoking weed, whatever the yeah. fuck it was, you know? Um, and so it stopped for a while. But when I was with my daughter's mom, I still was writing music, because mm-hmm. at that point, I knew I wanted to be an artist. I had, you know, after those like, those two mix CDs and I had fans on MySpace, you I was like, the okay, bug. Yeah. this is what it is, you yeah. feel me? I caught the bug, yeah. So I was always working on music, and then um, I, every now and then, I would go to recording recording studios, and then my I would, I would also do the, the open mic, Oh, around so Where, where, where? Just around here in downtown, like whatever little funky little club <laughs> they was doing. And I, it was the worst experience ever, bro, because, um, not in, in a negative sense, but I, I hated it because nobody showed any type of support. For each other. See, for each other. And mm-hmm. I knew my shit was fire. Like it might've been like kind of, kind of uh, sloppy in a sense because I hadn't performed this shit but Mm. it was no way nobody could tell me that some of that shit wasn't fire especially around here here, but especially versus some of the niggas that was on stage at the time because this was like Middle of and post hyphy, yeah. So it was around the time when everybody was unauthentically, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, got my big ass glasses in the muffin. Like, come on, bro, you whack as fuck, my niggas. You know what I'm saying? So I would never get any type of, um, any type of like support or love. Like I would get off the stage and nobody would say anything. I wouldn't get any claps or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? So it was always, it was always like. It was never disheartening because I never gave up. I just always knew like there's no way that I'm that any of these motherfuckers that are, that aren't giving me love are better than me. Yeah. But I but I have to do this. Yeah, you know I'm not getting shows anywhere else. I need the fucking practice. Like, yeah. whatever. So I always had bad times with that. And then my very first like show was um, the the first Fresh Steps. Wow, yeah, you're on you know, the first Fresh my Steps. My brother yeah. was the, That's my brother's Able D.
0: I didn't, I didn't yeah, that's that. that's my
1: older brother. Yeah, yeah. And so wow. him uh, started he started that with a with a couple of other friends before uh, D Nass was, was on and um I wanna say it was the first, it might have been the second or third, you mm. know what I'm saying? But it was one of like those big ones, but it was my first like Bona Fide show where I was like promoting it, telling people about it, had people show up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that was I I remember it was around Valentine's Day and I had this fucking heart sticker that i had so my outfit was just regular jeans i had a uh like a flannel not a flannel but a like just a um a a sweater what what, a crew neck type of sweater
0: oh okay okay you know what i'm saying no
1: hood but just like that that. and then it was black and then i had this heart sticker that i put over my heart Hmm. and i just remember like that to me that was the dopest little outfit you (laughs) know what i'm saying because it was valentine's day and it was a good turnout and all that shit and i was like even more. This is what it's supposed to be like. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And then even more caught the bug. Like at that point I was a bonafide artist. That's why I Damn. that I credit that time as to say when I first started taking my music serious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's Bonafide. Like I got fans that came to see me perform, standing ovation after I performed. Like it was it was it was dope. So
0: Damn, and Yeah man since and since it's been um because the way I found out about you, I, I, Cause I had, I, had, I had left. I, I when I went away to college, I mm-hmm. ended up staying away for almost like five and a half years, or maybe almost six years to be honest. But in that time, I just got hella close with different DJs and stuff in the Northwest. Mm-hmm. And one of my coaches one of the yeah. one of my mentors actually, that gave me my first DJing gig in town, in the town I went to school in. Uh-huh. He called me while when I first moved back, and was like, "Man, have you ever heard of Beaches?
1: When he man. first moved back
0: out here. When I first moved back out here, oh, yeah. Right, right. And he was like, "Have you ever he- heard of Beejus? I was like, "No. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? He he and he rock was rock like, he's, "He's like, nah, man. You got to hear his shit. He just, he just came. They just came through town and performed. Shit was amazing. And I was like, That's oh, tough. "All right, man. But he, he, but you know, but I was like kind of dismissive. Right. As and he we kept, all are. And he kept bringing it up, though. He was like, "Nah, you back in the bay. You need to connect with him, and. Wow. But he was and he wasn't and he wasn't referring to anything sonically he was i guess i guess he had got to. Talk to you or spend some sort of time. He did, yeah. I from you. everybody else, yeah. yeah and yeah. he w- he was referring to your sensibilities and your personality. He was like, "Nah, you need y'all. Really need to meet each other." And that's why he kept pushing it. And I was just like, I was like, "Fucking trap!" Because he tra- Shout out to Travis. He's such a that dude is that. He's amazing. He is. He like an, a special, special, special person and relentless. And that's what I admire about him. But, um, but then you started to you started to. I admired you because you weren't so hung up on, just you know, just complaining basically. Because like, I,
1: yeah. I I went through that already
0: yeah. before I met you, so that okay you were coming out of that. Right. Yeah, and so 2012
1: just... was horrible. So I was like a big complainer, and, and...
0: and but it, but it was dope because I mean, and I feel like that's a natural process mm-hmm. for for some people. But it, it what happens post that is really what defines you. Mm-hmm. And it was so dope because I like podcasts were my thing, and it was a lot of artists a lot of rappers producers comedians um, personalities in general that weren't getting the recognition that they were hoping for that they thought that their talent deserved and so freeform media podcast in particular was their way to just be consistent in something where the politics didn't matter at all and um like, Rosenberg and Cypher Sounds, like, they genuinely were struggling mm-hmm. with finding their voices at Height 97, but their podcast, they could just do them. Right. And it opened up this whole world that the the quote-unquote popular people didn't know existed, mm-hmm. and so they became more popular than the popular people. Right. And I watched it with uh, comedian Mark Maron and mm-hmm. Joe Rogan. Um, they both were relatively... Like, they were named because they were consistent, but their careers weren't popping like that until their podcasts were, you know. And um, I remember it was right when you and I started, like, just just communicating on a regular basis, and you're like, yo, I'm going to do this podcast shit. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't that. You put out a post for it, and I Uh, reached out to you. I was like, yo, that's brilliant because it's a dope way for you to carve out your space of consistently being creative and not have it be tied to anything political and i can honestly say now because i texted you this is the one thing i did text you the other day in terms of just you seem lighter and by that i meant you just you just you just doing you and it it's working and it's resonating and it's shining through and that shit is dope to me um and the i i don't know these journeys the cuz there's, there's no way to skip all the shit that you went through right right there's no way around that and mm. what social media has done is sort of curated the finished product for everybody mm-hmm. so that we're being conditioned to think that there is a fast there's a fast track for the process and there just isn't right like it, it, there's no there's no fast track for it and so the part, one of the one of the points of this is to Let's talk journey. Let's talk process. Right. And so that we we land at present day. And I can honestly say, you present day is like a a fucking inspiration to me because of what you're doing as a father, as a creative, and then as as a person, you know, taking care of yourself. Like, Mm so, um, yeah, that was, that was, I'm glad I got to sit down with you also. And then that was another thing too. In in this sort of scene, because there's, a, I don't care what anybody says. Mm-hmm. I know Atlanta and Chicago and all these other places are having phenomenal runs. There is something special taking place here, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's a blessing to be able to like, I talk to Rayana consistently, I talk to Raj, not not a lot as, as now, but I did for a while there. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, DJ Flow and the whole at the Ave crew. Um, Martina, where you had me at Black because of you. Mm, um, that's right. But there's so many special people around, and I just want to be able to, you know, just, just tap in on everybody and highlight everyone's story and show, like, yo, there is something special happening here, and um, it would suck if it wasn't documented in the yeah. way that I think it should be. You know, yeah, it, right. it, uh, people are doing great things around the scene, but there's a specific tone and a specific, uh, a specific pacing that I saw for everyone's story being shared, and and being heard and felt for that matter, and yeah. um, that's why we're doing Meet the Brave. So, hey. y'all give it up for my brother B. and 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 look out. Um, drop your social for us, please. Yeah. Uh, website and the podcast too. Aqua Convo's. Like, yeah. can you talk talk about some of that stuff before we get out of here? Right.
1: Um, so all the social, um, Twitters, Beegis everything else is B. just five will know that's so yeah instagram snapchat i don't know what motherfuckers is using um dot com. just google be just and it'll fucking pop up yeah i got i have a podcast that i host it's called Accra convos with he Begis. said he
0: set it off for us all too by the way just so hey enough. hey
1: you feel me pop the collar one time baby no um it's it for anybody that hasn't heard all it is it's a there's, it's nothing to it. All I do is just I get somebody in a room, I press record, and I awkwardly make it through a fucking conversation with them, and, and pray to God that it's good because I don't listen to it until I put it out.
0: <laughs> That's the genius in it. He's like, yeah, man, we just go roll. Like you gonna edit that? Nah, nah we just, go, we fuck just roll. <laughs> Did you say
1: anything illegal? You gonna fuck up with your wife? No, nigga, it's going out.
0: Nigga, okay. <laughs> Oh, man, that, that's uh, this is Meet the Brave, again, live from At The Ave. Thank y'all for tuning in. B, just thanks for joining us, bro. Thank you. Yep. Yo. Hey. This episode of Meet the Brave was produced by Chris Santos of At The Ave Studios. Go to attheavstudios.com to learn more about starting your own podcast.